Season finale, episode 40. We like to keep things fancy here. We call ourselves a show, so that means we need to have seasons. Right, Jack? Uh, That's right, 20, man. 20 episodes. Season. Season one. Season two. 40 episodes. That's the end of the season. That's that's another 20. A nice bundle of episode. Can you believe this? Jack, how many, how many fucking episodes did we do? Including 50, specials? 52 or something in the old in no, the no, no, old no, 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 no. OG the series. OG ones? That's, that's the... two and a half seasons. No, but then they have they have the specials, you know, Taiwan special, the Japan special. We have those two. We have those two. It's like we have almost Let's have say we have episodes, sixty dude. episodes. This is like hundred. You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, it's hundred episodes. Hundred episodes, guys. Congratulations. That's a long time. That's a lot of fucking talking into a mic. How do you feel about hundred, Jack? I'm assuming it's hundred. It's it's pro- it's past. Actually, it's past, no, we're not past, past that. Oh, well, if you're not, don't include the bonuses. And the spinoffs, then it's only ninety eight. Ninety eight. Including so today. this was this was a premature celebration. Ninety. But if you include if you include the spinoffs and bonus episodes, because there's three bonus episodes. We're talking about DIU canon, Jack. DIU canon, like how I don't know. I'm trying to find a canon reference. Uh, like how for the longest time Broly wasn't included in Dragon Ball. You know, canon. Now he's canon, apparently. We're talking about the canon episodes. You know what I mean, Jack? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ninety-eight. You're saying this is this is episode ninety-eight. Yes, correct. If it's canon. Okay. Yes. Okay. But regardless, end of season two of Diu Pod rebirthed. Here we are, man. Let's put on a good show. All right. You're listening to Diu Podcast Daily Issues Uncovered. My name is Gavin, and I'm joined with my longtime co-host Jack C. What's up? Good, good, good. I didn't want a weak ass what's up for the the big 98. The big 98. Not, not even 100, bro. Not even 100. Are we doing something special for 100? Uh, Should we? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see bro. when the episode comes. Come on, man. We gotta, we gotta, it's got to be planned. So, like I said earlier, season finale, Jack and I, will. we usually take a three-week break in between seasons. So, I'm looking at you now, Jack. That's a lot of time for you to think of the the hundredth episode celebration, so we gotta we gotta come together and think of this what we can do for this celebration. You feel me? That's right. Yeah, I feel you. I feel it, bro. I feel you. Okay, I have a few issues. I want I want I want to talk about this real quick before jumping into into the main issues. Um, we're talking about we're talking about you know episodes like forties, hundreds, ninety eight, adding, subtracting, dividing. Uh. Jack, how, how well versed are you on, on the Ontario math curriculum? Do you know what's happening? We've been out of school for a long time. Uh, we, for a long time. We've been out of school for 10 man. years. Think about that. Like, I, I like think, I'm talking about I think that, public school. No, aren't they making the math curriculum easier? So apparently, while we were, we were out here living our lives as uh, post-high school lives, in the early 2010s or so, they... They did this thing in the Ontario math curriculum, calling it like discovery learning. And what is that? essentially the idea behind it was like, we take this math problem and kids basically, they can do it by themselves. They work in teams, groups, and they solve the problem by themselves. So think back, you know, you and I, when we were learning math in school, it's pretty straightforward. For me, math is one of those 
linear subjects. One plus one is two. Two plus two is four. Shit like that, right? I, to be it, honest, I don't it, even remember that. <laughs> like, I'm saying for how I've seen math, it was always linear. There was like a way to do it. And that was it. If you compare math to, I don't know, compare math to social sciences, there's no right answer. Something like that, right? Well, 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 to be fair, you know, those Asian kids from China and come over, they find another way to solve this problem, like three, four other ways. You know what I'm saying? Right. So what discovery math was, though, is like you let these kids basically roam free and they they have to show their work. It's trial and error with math. It's like, okay, uh, I'm going to try this one method to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And essentially what ended up happening was the EQAO scores, the, the standardized testing scores. We all know that. You do a grade three, six, and nine. And the, and the scores across the province has been dropping. So then finally. Dropping. Yes, because of discovery math. So, so the critics say. So that people are getting more stupid. Because the math problem is like, I don't know, the way they're teaching math, I guess. They don't, it's not about learning the multiplication table. It's about coloring marbles to find out what two plus two is. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't remember it growing up, man. I no, just, this is a know. new curriculum. This was a new curriculum, which, which came up. No, no, no. Well, I, mean, after I mean, our time. I, even during our time, I don't remember the fuck we learned, man. <laughs> you learn math, multiplication, I, I, well, division. I, I, you still I learned, know that shit. I learned at home. I learned at home with my parents making me do the multi- multiplication table in Cantonese, you know? I don't remember doing anything in school. I knew it when I went to school. Because you were too good for school. Right, is that what you're trying to say? That's too right, good that's for right. You're, yeah. you're, that's right, you're, that's well right. above, you're well above school. But humble that's bragging right. aside, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> these guys, they started this curriculum of discovery learning, and now they're like, it's not working. We're turning it back. We're running it back. Uh, they're calling it back to the basics math. And uh, this new curriculum is basically the old math we know and love. What they did, what it seemed like, they, they fucked around with discovery math, which, you know, to be fair, I think if I was doing a podcast topic on this a few years ago, I would have said it's a cool new way of changing it up. But in hindsight, it everyone's scores got fucked. They're running it back now to old school math. And the new math curriculum, they're going to start doing coding and personal finance. I, I, it's I, I did read up on that. I did read on that. I feel like personal finance is really important, especially in like, because us millennials, a lot of millennials don't know how to budget. And like, we had to learn it through our parents, I would say, because, you know, we're Asian, we learn through our parents if it's budgeting. But, you know, like- Start them young. Yeah, like these white kids, man, they, they, they don't know how to budget, man. Like, I feel like, or, or like these black kids or like, you know, Mexican kids or some shit, like- No, they, I know, know poor people. I know, I know Asian people who are poor of their money too. Like, like chill. I'm, I'm not trying to make this a race thing, bro. No, 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 no I, 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 feel, I feel you. I feel you. So they're adding coding and personal budgeting. And back to the basics. So multiplication table is back. Memorizing shit is back. Because before they try in discovery math, they try to make this fantasy world of like, listen, you guys go and discover and play and get to this answer. But now it's back to the basics. They're saying, as they're saying, memorize this multiplication table, divide like this, do that. I'm happy to see it. Like right. normally, I'm not like an old school guy, but I'm like, this is a this is a good change. Go math. Doesn't that mean that the generation after us is technically retarded? 
Um, well, well, not retarded is not the right term. Like, not as smart since their math not as math, not as math proficient. Yes, that's the right word. Well, if, if based on the EQAO scores, that is true. That is true. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, dude. Can I can I ask you a math question? Go ahead. You can use a calculator if you want. I don't, I don't care. I wouldn't know. Okay. An army bus holds 36 soldiers. If yep. 1,128 soldiers are being bused to their training site, how many buses are needed? Here, I'll, I'll type it in for you. Yeah, I, I was going to ask for it, dude. An army bus holds 36 soldiers. If 1,120 1, soldiers are being bused to a training site, how many buses are needed? You can use a calculator. I'm not, I'm not expecting you to like be the quick mask guy. But what's how many buses are needed? Like what what is the question asking you? How many buses are needed? How would uh, you get okay, the okay. answer? One thousand one wait, one thousand one hundred and twenty eight divided by thirty six. Okay, what's so how many buses are needed? Well it says thirty one point three, but I, I assume you'll need thirty two. Exactly. There you go. That's this was actually a question. This was posed to forty five thousand grade eight math students. And, you know, most of them figured out, like, yeah, you divide 1,128 by 36. But only one in four students responded with 32. One so, in four. Yeah. This is an article Yo, that- from, this is from 2018. I'm reading an article. It's an issue of critical thinking because a lot of people answered, a lot, most of the students answered 31 bus or 31 remainder 12 buses like what the fuck is a remainder 12 of a bus <laughs> oh my god yo that means like the generation after us is not as proficient in math or can't do critical thinking when it's, it's math like technically they're right but it's it's about applying math to the real world right most of us aren't gonna even remember the the, the formulas the the pythagorean theorem it's I about that it's about what's the Pythagorean theorem? A, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. Good shit, bro. And and when do you use and when do you use that in normal normal life? It, you don't use it for critical thinking. <laughs> Anyways, all I'm saying is math is all I'm saying is math is back. Good old fashioned math is back. That wasn't even my issue though. I just wanted to see if, I just wanted to see if you could do the math question. To be honest, that was a Before long continue. that was a long way to go around asking you a math question. No problem. Go ahead, Jack. Before I continue our first topic, you know, I just, you know, before this podcast started, I was gaming. And if anyone watches The Walking Dead, I fucking played with Carl and Henry from The Walking Dead in Valorant. I was shook when they told me. What happened? How, how did you know? How did you know you were playing with them? So, you know, I just, I just went in the game as usual. I was solo queuing. And then, you know, they had a four stack. So they're four people team playing together. They're playing with two other friends. I, and I, then, I don't know. I, I don't know if people will know what the fuck you're... What is solo queuing? Uh, playing by myself. So Valorant is a five people game. Five on five. And so the guys from Walking game. Dead had, had their four. Had their four. Yeah. Had you their were four the random guy dropped in as a fifth. Yes. Yes. Before the game even started, the first thing I said is we're going to lose. Because we we're playing four fraggers like duelist, like people that kill. We had no healer. Uh, we had one person that was a bronze that was playing like an intel guy. And then the rest of us were like just fraggers. So all attack, no support. 
basically. basically, basically. And then what happened was we were playing, playing, and then for some reason they started questioning me. Apparently they heard me say Matt. So one of the per- one of the players in the game was named Matt, which was I think it was Henry, which is one of the actors that was in The Walking Dead. And on the did screen, you say, did you say Matt? I didn't. I don't remember saying it, but they heard me say it. So I was I was shook. I was mind blown. And they were telling shit about me, like behind the scenes, because I rewatched their stream because they're streaming on Twitch. I rewatched their stream. They're telling shit about me. So they started questioning about me, and who was my favorite character? Obviously, all of our favorite characters are Glenn and Daryl, right? Have you guys watched The Walking Dead, or have you watched The Walking Dead, Gavin? I do not even know what the fuck you're talking about, to be honest. That's that's my fault. I know Glenn's the Asian guy. That's all I know. That's all. That's all I need to know. That's all I need to know. Okay. Yes. And what happened was they were talking to me about about The Walking Dead and everything. And then they were kind of like warming me up for like the question. The final question, which was, what do you think of Carl in the show? So Carl is like one of the main characters for like, I think, eight or nine seasons of the show. And he's the kid. He plays the kid. He played this for like not not 10 years. I don't remember how long. And they asked me, what do you think of his character? I'm like, yo, he's trash. What? Is is he trash? Why why is he trash? Well, it's because like he's a kid actor, right? Kid actor doesn't doesn't really act that great, right? It's Are you like, saying Carl is a trash actor, or his character in the show is a trash? Because I I don't know, like like I said, I didn't watch Walking Dead, but like I'm assuming if any kid in a zombie movie is going to be a shitty character, like they're going to be making mistakes, they're going to be tripping on rocks, they're going to be making sounds so zombies know you're there. Like, that's, like is that what you're talking about? That's the exact question they asked me. Do you, do you think the character was bad or the actor was bad? They literally asked me that question. And I was like, yo, Carl. I was like, Carl was bad. Carl <laughs> the, the person, character. The real, the char- or the Carl person. the actor. I, I don't know his real name. I don't know his real name. The person. Why? Like, Why did you I, say he was bad? Because I, I was like, yo, he's like just a kid. I said, my reason was, the guy asked me why. I was like, because he's just a kid trying to, to act. And then... Behind the scenes, I rewatched their uh, stream, and they're like, "Oh my god, this guy must be chilling. He's probably on this Twitch right now." And then, like in reality, I was fucking clueless. I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then they told me that they were actually streaming, and I went on it. I was fucking mind blown, and I'm like, "I talk shit about this guy." So and that's I'm, like, when you know. That's when you knew it was Carl. Yeah, I when saw. He sent you to the stream. No, no, no. It was one of his other guys. that sent it to me. It's like you're playing with two Walking Dead actors in this uh, game right now. I was like, no fucking way, you know? Like, there's no way. How? What are the chances of you playing with like a celebrity, quote unquote celebrity, because he's a kid celebrity? You know what I mean? It sounds like how you're often? just shitting on. It sounds like you're just shitting on a child actor. Yeah. How old basically. is he now? How old is he now? I actually don't know. Uh, let's search this up. What's? I don't even know his real name to be honest. So, what was your reaction? Chandler. His name was Chandler. He's 21. But um, yeah, I was mind blown. Why? Wouldn't you be? Yo, you play, how often but like do you, you, play you were just shitting on a guy. It sounds sounds like you don't you don't really care about him. Yeah, but because I care about Gwen, but but yeah, it's still mind blowing if you play with someone like famous. No, I get it. Yeah, it's it's a small chance. It's cool. Um, if you watch the show, so I don't know. Would you have changed your answer or something? Would you have said he was great, <laughs> or like would you I have said like I, yeah, fuck fuck you, you're a shitty actor? No, well, I, I changed my answer like before I searched. Somebody asked me again. They're like, do you mean the character, the person? I said at first I said the kid. Because he like he's new, he's he's new in acting, and then after I changed your answer, the character was also bad because he didn't listen to his dad. He would do stupid shit like that. That's what. So the character is also bad. The yeah, actor yeah. and the character both suck. Yeah, 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 I said both. All right, so so fuck that. Guy. But it was, yeah, it, was it was just, dude. It was my high. It was my highlight of the fucking week, and it's only Tuesday, dude. Highlight of the fucking week, yo. When did you play? 
literally like this is between seven to eight p.m. It was just now. Yeah, it was like yeah, two hours, three hours ago. Wow, bro, you don't even know, man. I was mind blown. You know what I mean? That's how you prepare for the podcast, bro. Dude. One hour before the podcast, you start. You start. You're playing Valorant. Dude, I get off work at seven. I need to relieve some stress, bro. Bro, yo, if I didn't play that game, I wouldn't have knew I was playing with some actors, man. I think the funny part is you you shitted on him. Yeah, they were laughing so hard behind the scenes. They're laughing so hard on the um, Discord. Did you? How how did you play in the game though? I I was first frag. Did you I, win? Because like the, you said, well, we you immediately typed, "We're gonna lose." So did you lose? We won. I I was like the top player in the whole game. Good shit. So what happened? Like you thought you were gonna lose. What, what happened to having four uh, fraggers? fraggers? We had no healers. No, 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 nothing. And then our 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 guy that was bronze was trash. So how did you win? Like was the other team good? Well, they, our, our, they, jet, they our jet, our jet clutched a couple of rounds. Arena, which is like. Chandler, which is the actor, clutched a couple of rounds, and I cl- clutched a couple of rounds. Then the other two was just trash. Uh, is this your biggest? Is this your biggest uh, celebrity story moment? Like, are you going to be telling your grandkids about this? Like, all right, uh, grandson, you're going to watch Walking Dead for eight seasons. Then, but why? And then at the end, you tell them you played you played one game of Valorant with this guy, with this guy uh no i well one of those stories but i also like i think we've been through this i've also met lewis lit from uh suits the actor so and what's, also what's the better celebrity what's the better celebrity moment here let me finish dude and i also met jeremy lynn and he told me to throw my jersey up for him to sign bro these are all golden bro, moments you i did think... not meet jeremy lynn you went to him at the no. parade i didn't meet him but he was like that's like me saying I... I met i met demar Derozan at the raptors oh, okay. game why I say I met him was because he pointed at me and told me to throw my jersey up to him for him to sign. Isn't that a fucking story? He pointed at me. My friend had it on film. He has it like So is that your evident. top celebrity moment? Yeah, I would say so. Jeremy right. Lin, my boy. And also, well, Lewis Litt too. So from Suits. I don't know if you watch Suits, but. Did you, did you meet him too? Like, did you yeah, bump I, into him on the street? I bumped into him in Starbucks. And, See, that's you know, meeting a celebrity, house. man. That's meeting a celebrity. Not going to an event where the celebrity is at. Come on, man. All right, let's start the show. Let's start the show. Fuck. Okay. First topic, bro. Big issue. Big fucking issue. Season finale. You know me. I'm always talking about the future robot over Taking over the world. Yes. Take over the world. And we are moving one step closer Technology, it grows. Every day we're moving one step closer towards the eventual enslavement of human beings. So in Toronto, starting July 6th, they're going to start issuing speeding tickets using speed enforcement cameras. They're using these things called ASE, Automated Speed Enforcement. Uh, These are installed all around the city. Like they've been putting them up for like six months now. And they're just going to be start. They're just going to be used on Monday, July 6th. Uh, There's now a total of 50 cameras installed on local collectors and arterial roads in community safety zones near schools. So what this basically is, is a camera which will automatically ticket you if you're speeding. 
No warnings. No anything. No human interaction. A camera gets you speeding. You get a ticket. Well, the question is speeding by how much? Because right now, like, if a cop catches you, like, if you're speeding by 10, it's usually fine. How would these new cameras work? These are going to be put in community safety zones near schools. So I don't think there's going to be a really high tolerance, uh, especially in a school zone, right? And I understand that. If they were going to place these automated sentries, like it's a tower defense game, I think putting them in the school zones is probably the best use of them. Like if you put it on a highway, everyone's going to get a fucking ticket. So to answer your question, uh, I had the list here somewhere. Let me find it. I'm not a big so, advocate of these. So the to answer your question, Jack. Anyone yeah. speeding, anyone caught speeding between 1 and 19 kilometers over the posted speed limit will receive a set fine of $5 per kilometer. So one you know what that means, right? Are you, are you fucking serious? One? If, if you're one over the speed limit, it's $5. Plus, Bro. you know, the, the surcharges. There's going to be surcharges, like $130, plus $130 of the victim surcharge and court, court this fees. Is, this is how the government gets you. If bro. you're one, that's what I'm reading out of this. It's fairly new news. If you're one kilometer over the posted speed limit, Five dollars plus one thirty. You know what's bullshit? It's already so bullshit that they changed Toronto's speed limits to fifty max. This just fucking makes it even worse. You know what I mean? There's more. Traffic is so bad. There's more, Jack. Drivers caught traveling between twenty and twenty-nine kilometers over the posted speed limit will receive a set fine of seven fifty per kilometer. If you're driving between 30 and 49 kilometers over the limit, 12 bucks per kilometer. So yeah, I never drive, never drive that fast in a school zone limit that fast, dude. Yeah, that's that's fucked up. Yeah, I um, I only driven maybe like 10 above. I've never like even a school zone. I drove 10 and above. That's about it. Yeah, so that would be a fifty dollar fine plus one thirty. Yo, yo, fuck the government. You know, fuck these <laughs> bullshit fucking cameras, yo. So for example. If a vehicle is detected speeding 49 kilometers over the posted limit, their total payable fine would be $718. $588 for the fees, for the fine, and a victim surcharge of $125 and $5 in applicable court cost. So there you go. Robots, Bullshit. sentry guns taking over. I like the, I'll say this. I like the idea it's in school zones because like, you know, most sane people, uh, I assume, will, will not go that fast in a school zone. Where it gets difficult, you know, is like after school hours. Um, but still, we're not going like 30, 40 plus over the, the speed limit. Well, uh, after school hours, there's no speeding. It's like you can't even speed if you wanted to during after school hours. What do you mean? Like no, after, no. Like, after like, rush hour, like school rush hours, like when school is out. Yeah, that's the part you can't even speak. No, no, like after the rush hour of oh, after school. After the school rush hour. Okay, okay. Like let's say, I don't know, 8 p.m. So yeah. I think for me, it's it's interesting to see these new technologies being used. But then it's it's also another just like a watchful robotic eye, which guides how we, how we live. Um, for now, I would say it's a wait and see. Like I, I, I think my initial reaction is, it's kind of creepy because it removes the human element, which I get. It's We're always advancing towards the robot takeover. I get it. Cut out the officers. Just have this giant camera give you a ticket. Send it to you at home. 
you don't even know you got it. But then how this is worrying is like a lot of people, a lot of fucking people don't drive the speed limit. And it's, it's, I'm, I'm talking about like people going five kilometers over the speed limit, right? And if, yeah. if you drive, if you drive one kilometer over the speed limit, you're going to, you're paying $135. What the fuck? So wait, one over the speed limit? Yeah. It's $5. Per, yeah. It's $5 per kilometer over plus $130 in, in court fees and shit. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. That's what I'm getting from reading the press release. Yo, that's so, fucking bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. So let's say it's a 40 kilometer road. You drive 41, which is very normal. You know, if someone's driving 41 on a a school zone, on a community zone, on a neighborhood, I'd be like, why are you driving so slow? You have to now in these areas. For me as a driver, that's going to be fucking annoying. I can see it from the safety side, though, how you kind of have to put these lines down. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying, Jack. Like, when people drive over the speed limit, there's kind of like an understanding, right? Between the cops. It's like, okay, fine. Usually they give you 10, 10 kilometers leeway. Yeah. So this really makes it black and white. If the sign says it's a 40 kilometer zone, a 50 kilometer zone, a 60 kilometer zone, that's what it is. It's going to make things a lot more transparent, a lot more clear cut, which I don't know. Thinking about it now, I, I would say it's, it's better for society. What do you think? I I I don't think so, dude. There's like gonna be this, so much. So, there's gonna be so many angry drivers, bro. This this isn't how they think, man. Like Jack, the robot takeover. You've heard me say this many times. God. They don't care about the emotions. It's black and white. It's about the money, they, right? At the end of the they day, they set they set this limit, the speed limit. You know, let's say 40, 40 kilometers in a local area. That's the limit they set. They're not, there's no fucking around with this, like, you know, plus, plus five, you know, this gray area of the cops letting you roll by. This is, for me, this is me, it's seeing, like, uh, putting the foot down and actually saying this is what it means to drive in. Like, this is what it means to follow the rules. Like, I don't know, just thinking of rules as a general generality, should there be gray areas in rules? I'm not talking about speed limits alone, but, like, do you think rules like these should be enforced black and white? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know, growing up, I was a very black and white kid. You know what I mean? Like, I think things either go this way or that way. But as you age, you realize there's so much gray. You know what I'm saying? There is a lot of gray in the world. Uh, but is gray is gray beneficial? You know what I mean? Is, is that a good thing? Does that just make things more difficult? Uh, well, it does make things a bit difficult for s- people establishing the rules. But for people like us, normal citizens, gray is simple. To us, gray is gray. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, we can still speed, but nothing will happen to us. But we're not going to speed by that much. It's still that gray area. But then when it comes to like government, it's the only one in black and white, if I stand corrected. Well, if you're in charge of this, if you're in charge of the creating, creating the society, if you're a SimCity creator, God, I, I think... If everyone follows the rules, that would be ideal. If yep. if you were running the organization, you would want everyone to follow your rules specifically. So everything is like fitting in the comfortable pieces, like like there's Tetris. So I can see it from that perspective. Like we're talking about gray areas. 
and for speeding, let's say you're you're over ten the lim- you're ten over the limit, which I would say it's a gray area because generally people let that go, right? But like, why? Who said that was okay? How did that come about? Yeah, that it's, tells it's, my scope. I don't know. You know, it doesn't really make sense. Uh, it it sounds like we should. You know, I'm in favor of raising the speed limit ten so everyone can go there, but then everyone's just gonna want to go ten over the speed limit, right? Sounds so at, about right. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it, you have to draw a fine line somewhere. Like, okay, this is this is it. The limit. It's it's a speed limit. It's not a speed suggestion. So I, in that sense, I see where they're coming from. I just don't like how it's, it's like, the robotic takeover. That's that's where my issue comes from. Of course, you know, yeah, I, I can easily change my opinions. If if next week I, wait, we're not recording next week. The season's over. If wait, if next week I come over and say like, yo, a, a camera caught me because uh, I was going three over the speed limit. I'm gonna be fuck these cameras. And I acknowledge that. Like that's the emotional human part of it. Uh, which the robot takeover won't understand. Yeah. But you, for me, yeah, I what, see what, it what as a speeding, speeding issue. Like, I, I don't see, I don't care about the robot takeover. It's, it's not going to be in our generation for sure, Gavin. It's the future of the human race, not us. You know what I mean? The future of the human race. So is this uh, for the good? Is this, is this automated speeding camera for, for the better, for the beneficial of society? Do the pros no. outweigh the cons? No. Why not? They're they're making you know us pay more money to them. They're uh, we have to drive slower. We have to do as a citizen. It's horrible. It's only good for the government. It's beneficial to the government. You know, the government gets more money. They get the mula coming in. Well, I guess this this is this is how they counteract you know all the money they lost during COVID. I guess makes sense. Yeah, a lot less people on the road now. A lot less speeding tickets. Um, that too. I don't know. I think. I, I like the idea how it's in a school zone because if you are driving the speed limit in a school zone, it's it's kind of it's kind of like understandable. I think for me, like the tolerance is okay. Driving the speed limit in a school zone is okay. There's kids running around, playing around everywhere. I'm fine with that. But then when they start enforcing, if this ever went on the freeway, and I don't know, it might already be there. That's when there's a problem with me because I. Ain't nobody driving a hundred kilometers on the freeway. Like, Dude, I normally, I normally go one twenty, bro. Exactly. Like if there's no like, traffic, <laughs> if there's no traffic. It's, it's that's like, like my normal speed. A hundred is so slow. On, on exactly. The Dude, if you drive a hundred, you literally have to stay on the right side because people will just be passing you left and right. You'll be getting cut yeah. off. Literally. Yeah. So if this ever goes on, uh, on like the four hundred series highways, like what? That's when I'll be like, okay, that's that's enough. That's enough. For now, I'm saying if it's only in the school zones, I'm like, okay, it's it's a good chance to roll this out. See, I, I don't, see. I don't like it because I live right in front of a school. So are you telling me be a, you're driving like you're speeding across the school all the time? Dude, I drive like 50 on the 40, like at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. There's no one. Like, what do you want me to do? Like, so obviously during school time, I'm driving like fucking 20 because kids are crossing the street. Parents are there, other cars. I'm literally going like zero to like 20. But like at nighttime, there's fucking no one. Would you be driving like like that slow? If I knew a camera was there, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's why I don't like it, bro. Fuck, it's going to fuck my life over. It's a big issue. There you go. It is a big issue. It's We're in agreement. Issue, man. It's a big issue. I don't know. Like I think having it at 40 in a school zone is, it's not bad because you're going to get out of there soon. How long are you going to be in the, in the school zone for? Like, if you drive forty at at most, you're you're a minute late, 
30 seconds late, right? So I don't know. That's true. Jack, you're living too fast. All right, moving on. What do you have for us this week? Well, you know, I kind of just uh, want to talk about the, the national security law of Hong Kong. Kind of uh, fucked. I've, I'm sure you, you read about it, Gavin. Am I correct? Yeah, it's all over the news. What's uh, you know, what's happening, though, I, for the listeners? Well, you know, first things first, I'm not going to get personal. You know, like, I'm just going to read the facts. You know, no, no Jack emotions in this. None of this uh, driving 50 on the 40, right? This is just yeah. pure... 40 none of this gray shit black and white yeah well not really black and white the law is very quote-unquote gray right we'll see say. uh there are some good things about the law and some bad things right you would agree with that kevin or tell you me about the, the law whole... first tell me re- i don't i don't know what is this law what is this national security law saying well it's setting up a national security office in hong kong correct correct so me if i'm is... wrong this is from Beijing. Beijing passed this. Yes. This was like a few hours. This was like a day ago, right? This was, yeah, this is literally a day ago. This is fresh off the press. Of course, the DIU podcast listeners will hear this on Friday. So not fresh off the press, but go ahead. So Hong Kong will have to establish his own national security commission to enforce the laws with a Beijing appointed advisor. So someone from Beijing will be watching every move of HK. So what is the what is the law saying though? What can and can't you do? What what is the what is that? What basically changed? basically basically in the broad picture, Beijing will be overwatching Hong Kong do everything everything every move. They basically have the power over the law in HK. So is it more so why why is it under the guise of national security? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know what what can't. No, you said like basically you can't do anything. I, well, I, not I really, you can't do anything. Really basically, I'm saying, I'm saying basically Beijing will be watching over Hong Kong's every move. And by that, you're probably referring to the protest. Not just the protest in general. I mean, like when this took place, basically Beijing can basically do anything there. Does that does does that make sense? They can basically have power over HK, which is like they override some of HK's laws. You, you, you read up on it. You, why don't you explain it? You explain it better than me. That's what I feel like right now. Bro, this is your issue, man. All right. Um, okay, so you're not understanding types, what I'm saying. I can't of, explain I'm, it well. not, I, I, don't, I don't understand what you're saying, bro. I, I don't. Exactly. So I, I don't. This is, why, this is why you need to have some time preparing for the podcast instead of playing with Carl, your boy Carl. Boy, boy. <laughs> I, I'm just literally, I'm just literally regurgitating information you know, okay, like so from like it outlaws four types of national security crimes. There's four types of crimes which is outlawed now. You're talking about the black. You're talking about what it says, right? You're not talking yes, about yes. emotion. You're saying you got really emotional. They're saying basically you can't do anything. No, I didn't it say outlaws, anything. I didn't say, it no, 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 four no, types of national security crimes: subversion, secession, terrorism, and colluding with foreign forces to endanger national security. On the cover. This sounds like what any normal country would do. Right? I agree. If you yes. were a spy, even if you're like a whistleblower from the NSA, that, that Edward Snowden guy, he's still fucking considered a terrorist, right? That's the same. That's the national security they're talking about, right? Yeah. So basically, if you do any of these four crimes, people can be sentenced to life in jail. And also, it can be taken up to... 
to Beijing, the Supreme Court in China. So right. on the cover, again, I'm saying this, uh, very black and white, on the cover, national security Sounds really law. good on paper. It sounds, it sounds like a country doing what it has to do to protect the citizens, right? Yes. Where does this get gray? Why is this so controversial? Like I said, basically, Beijing has all the power to overlook, like, appoint people to go in there to do shit. They can go in. Literally, okay, do you remember the case where the bookstore owner got dragged to Beijing? Yep, a Hong Kong bookseller was selling anti-China books, right? Yes, yes, yes. And he mysteriously vanished. Correct. Now they can basically do that legally. Uh, because that would say, that would technically be what subversion, uh, subversion. Yeah, subver- subverting no, the, secession. the Chinese secession, government. Right? Secession. One, one of Breaking them. It's one of the, the four. Yes, one um, of the four. So basically, now they can like just small stuff like that. They can just literally send you pull... in, in jail for life. Yes, they can put you in jail for life for doing that. Behind the covers, you know, right now it's quote unquote the cover, right? Like behind the covers, stuff they can do is like they can literally. How do you say? They can literally. Basically, it sounds like everyone in the protest now is fucked. Exactly. That too. That too. Because if they classify you a terrorist, it's it's over. Life in jail. You're correct. Your subversion. You're trying to up. You're trying to upthrow the government. You're vandalizing, you know, government property. You're, you know, and and colluding with foreign forces. So you know that means. If you're getting help from outside, then you're basically committing all of these crimes. So yeah, on paper, it looks like, yeah, these guys are trying to protect themselves. A country is putting a law to protect themselves. Exactly, exactly. But But at the same time, that makes it so Beijing is basically watching over you on your every move. Like You're not going to, quote unquote, have your freedom anymore. You don't have your freedom of speech anymore. I'd say say the the only reason... This is a this is an issue. It's because it's Hong Kong. Because throughout China, this is already normal, right? Yeah. You can't do any of these these four national security crimes in China. You're gonna get taken away regardless. It's a it's an issue because since Hong Kong left Britain, 1997, they have 50 years of of freedom allegedly, self governing. Only 23 years passed, and they're like, well, fuck you guys. Uh, we're coming in. The way Beijing enforced this law was super sus. They wrote it 40 days ago. They didn't even tell anyone the text. There's no... We're going to pass this law. Exactly. There's no vote on it either. We're just like, we're going to pass it. We're going to pass this law. None of the text was released. No one is like, okay, national security? Or what what the fuck does that mean? We can only imagine. Uh, There's no contact. And then just yesterday, they voted it in. And by vote, they meant like, it was like 162 yes, zero no. So like, it, it, dude, is that most sus thing ever, man? It's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? All right. Well, um, Kyle wanted to chime in, so let's let Kyle, Kyle wants speak. to jump in. Yeah, I know there's a few things we want. I want to talk about Kyle in regards to uh, Hong Kong. Um, but Kyle, what are your thoughts first of all on on this new national security law? I mean, the biggest thing my people are like up in arms about it is obviously like the implications of. Everyone who's been supporting the protest, whether front lines, which they consider as uh, terrorism, or like you just supporting it, 
uh, online or on social media and people who are um, funding it in terms of like providing like uh, money for those who are who needs bail for IL. Essentially, the main thing is like with this national security law is saying one country, two system is over already. And um, it's not supposed to happen until 2047. It's essentially everything that they said they kind of want to promise Hong Kong to have uh, till 2047, not going to happen at all. And the whole thing of like, oh, we're going to let them vote eventually, which already knew wasn't going to happen. But with this, it's already for sure going to make it like it's a wrap kind of thing. Right. And and how it's been in Hong Kong, it's always been... I mean, at least in the in the recent you know years and decades, um, even even when Hong Kong gained its quote unquote freedom, it's always been choosing. You know, yeah, you can vote, but yeah, the candidates you vote for are selected by China. It's it's not a full democracy. It's very it was never a full democracy. Puppet, it was always it's, semi, it's puppet semi, by semi. controlling the string. It's an idea that we. Ha- Hong Kong people had democracy, but then, like these Never guys, had it. these guys can't even honor a fifty-year deal. So it's a it's a shame. Uh, but then I think at the end of the day, this is just China being a bit impatient because when when twenty forty seven rolls around, they they're gonna get this control nonetheless. Is is that fair to say? No, that's fair to say. Uh, I think total national security law is like there's a lot of like really more questionable things that it's already um, there already. Like the national security law itself is already like murky when old details are out. Now the details are out even more because of certain things that they're like trying to cover. There's articles where they're saying like, hey, you are not a permanent resident of Hong Kong and you're supporting the protest, whether just like social media or uh, funding wise or just being front lines and if you're doing all that outside of Hong Kong you're overseas you are still trying to say that um, under this national security law they, if they want to they could find you or, or not find you but like argue in the sense that like you're violating our national security law it, they would have a reason to, term- to arrest you basically Kyle so so let me get it straight you're, you're from Hong Kong and if you said something on Twitter, for example, anti-China, that would mean you are technically um, risk breaking of the being law. liable for breaking the law. Yeah, um, and people are already anticipating that uh, May when they announce they will want to set up a national security law. Terms like Hong Twitter that are like bringing like more international awareness of what's happening in Hong Kong. A lot of those Twitter accounts, especially the ones where they have a sizable following, they are like in kind of uh, privating their own accounts, leading tweets, and some even going further to like essentially deleting their account or removing themselves from the account for July 1st. At least they feel like they are protecting themselves in a sense. Right, because... That's... you Because they don't know... You have this how much? new law in place. You have this new law in place, and it's basically saying if you even support anything anti-China, it's you're you're breaking the law. So then these big Twitter guys who who spend all day talking about you know spreading news to 
outside Hong Kong to the to the global public, they're now essentially criminals in the eyes of China, right? Yeah, pretty much, and it's a lot of things could get you in trouble because I mean, man, you were like, um, say you're donating to like a bail fund for those that got arrested, are liable now under the law. You're an accomplice, right? You're you're an accomplice. What about like an outsider? Let's say a Canadian, like like no, Gavin no and ties, I. No ties to Hong Kong, like me. They yeah. send they send some money to. Yeah, you're liable to. You're technically liable. Like, wow. So I'm not allowed to enter Hong Kong if I donated money to. Not that you could, but if like they find out, then they have the right under the security law to arrest you, prosecute you, etc. So, so saying- they could. They could. So, so me talking shit about China on all these episodes. Let me get I, this straight. I, hold, hold, hold on, Jack. Everyone here in this podcast right now is breaking Chinese law by, by saying this is not a good law. We're attacking the government now, so to say. Is that fair to say? In the eyes of the new national security law, by saying anything critical about the, the Chinese regime, that, that will get you... That will get you Potentially, you could potentially, you could potentially be arrested. Is what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. How? That's fucked, man. Rip. I, I, no, man. And one of the articles says this law shall be applicable to persons who do not have permanent resident status in the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region and committed committed crimes under the law against the Hong Kong's Special Administrative Region outside the Hong Kong Administrative Region. Meaning that essentially anyone who may be outside of Hong Kong that is committing what they think as uh, affecting national security national security of Hong Kong or China, they are liable under the right. security. Uh, all right, Gavin, let's go uh, organize a protest. Bro, oh, you I'm, do I'm that. Say- that. <laughs> I'm going to say this right now. We're, we're already on the government watch list. So, Jack, I know, I know your family's in China and everything. Uh, say goodbye to them, man. You're, you're never going back there. Uh, okay. That's basically what it is. That's that's fucked. You know what I'm saying? Like, my parents are so supportive about it, but little do they know, I can't go back to China. <laughs> Their son will be arrested. Or could be. Could right. be. I'm not saying you will be. I'm not saying it's 100% chance, but... No, 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 no. Why not, I'm not fam- We're not famous yet. We're not famous yet. Maybe if you become you, famous, then... You go, you go there. There's a facial recognition system. It's like, oh, that's Jack. DIU podcast. It's linked to that. It's like they find a picture of us on the website. They match it to your facial recognition uh, when you land in the airport. And then bam, this motherfucker's talking shit. GG. Uh, Kyle, another reason I wanted you to come on the podcast was, uh, you know, DIU Podcast has a Twitter. And, and I, lurk, I lurk a lot on it. And I see Kyle, Kyle is, is very active in the Hong Kong Twitter, in the Hong Kong Twitter scene. Would, would you say that's fair? Is that a fair assessment, Kyle? Kyle? Um, I would say so. Initially, I got on Twitter to support you guys, but then I realized Jack doesn't post anything. Always just <laughs> Gavin, most part, into Hong Kong Twitter. So what? What exactly? How did you? How did you get into Hong Kong Twitter? What? What is? What is Hong Kong Twitter exactly? Like what? What am I, mean, I trying to envision? It was. It was just me starting out, like just following like news for like Hong Kong or like international news about China or like politics in general. And then I started like commenting on stuff and then that people like either liked or like engaged with me and whatnot. And I start following some people that are active in those circles that eventually kind of like got really 
deeper into it, kind of understanding the landscape of what that kind of Twitter sphere would be like. And just got myself into a group of like like-minded individuals and we just talk Hong Kong stuff. Stay much okay. like how Jack found his following with the subtle Cantonese traits or whatever he's called it. It's the same thing almost, I would say. Right. You found you found like a group of people you could relate to. Kyle, a while back you told me you were banned you got banned on Twitter for twelve hours. What what the hell happened? So with that I was just like from someone like in the Hong Kong like Twitter like world where they're not exactly out protesting per se. They're more of like a well how he claims he's a human rights observer and he just like kind of have this front of like, oh, I tweet about Hong Kong stuff or China stuff and he's very anti-China and like all that stuff, which is whatever, like he could do whatever he wants. A lot of times he eats out that I feel like are kind of problematic in terms of how he's choosing to support the Hong Kong protests and the movement. He's very kind of like have this kind of front of like being a white savior for Hong Kong. The way he's sorry, Kyle, a white guy sorry, somehow. Kyle, is, so this is a this is a white, I guess an an expat in in Hong Kong. He's keeping his identity very like um, DL uh, DL in a sense, but like no one really knows if he really exists on just online. So how so do we how do we know he, it's how hard do we know to he's say. a white guy? Well, he kind of put out the front like he he doesn't know Chinese and all that stuff. Oh, okay. But okay. obviously, it could be like some Chinese person like and like pretending to be a white guy that happens as well but for just easier like talk about like we're assuming he's white and whatnot and he have a sizable following just because he's like very uh vocal about his support for hong kong and how he hates china and like he tries china all the time and whatnot but like he has some tweets where like he's like oh i don't really don't lock me into like the whole protest thing he just like very much just anti-china so, but how I took it is like he doesn't really care about the people that are risking their lives for the protest. He's very kind of like just watching like keyboard warrior essentially, where he's like just spewing out stuff that you no know, not affect him because he's not out there protesting, but it could very well affect like the the live beings of people out there protesting and fighting the police. Right. He's saying So that's how I got in. He's, yeah. sup- he's saying he's he's against China, but not with the protests. He say he supports the protests as well, but like things he says, a lot of people doing the outside in the protests at risk in the sense where like he just spilled nonsense and like a lot of times like his hatred for China is really high, but like it doesn't seem like he cares for Hong Kong people that much. It's more like he's just using Hong Kong as a thing to annoy China, like to piss oh, okay. China off he's- in a sense. Hong Kong is like the scapegoat for him to to use to to shit on China, right? How did you get banned though on Twitter? Oh, I just literally like one of his things where it's like, you no, know, he's like, I'm staying. I've been long saying that I only really hate the uh, CCP and that you know I'm not even really involved in the Hong Kong protest. So don't look at me to be like someone who really be someone to be trusted in terms of Hong Kong protests. But throughout this whole time, you kind of became like someone of authority to talk about the protest since you have a huge following now. So I oh, commented like... And he was trying to go back by saying like, well, I'm just a dude. Don't follow me. 
Don't, In a sense, don't, that kind of vibe, yeah. He built up this this whole following of shitting on China, saying he supports the protest, and and then one day he just goes like, "Oh, uh, BTW, like, oh, I'm not the expert on this matter." Kind of, kind of like that. Like, damn, the guy got mad, and it's like, it's like just commented on that post, like, like, don't do this when you have a sizable following and you're literally giving out like what you see out out there and like what you think people should be doing and all that stuff when literally you have no stake in the matter at all. That's my problem. A lot of the people on Twitter that are like mainly white, expect, they keep saying they support the protest and how they hate the Chinese government. But like in the end of the day, they have no stake in it at all. They don't have their right, own passport. If anything, they can just leave the country. Yeah. That's what pissed me off about it. Like if he supports the movement, great. The problem is how he acts in terms of like, oh, he thinks he's literally a white savior for us. Like, support you guys. I'm white and all that stuff. And it's like, that's what grinded my gears. It was like, oh, don't do that when literally people can be like arrested and um, harmed because of the protest. While you are saying that, oh, I support you guys, but I'm not in the front lines at all. I'm not really doing it. I'm just observing you guys and giving you my input. But yet you're still not a journalist or analyst or anything like that. But here's my two cents. How how did that how did you get banned? What the fuck? It, it's literally I think he just liked my comment and then got me banned for twelve hours. Your comment yeah. saying your comment explaining what you just said basically like uh your your actions and consequent your actions has consequences and can get people arrested. You're you're an armchair virtue that's kind signal. of the that's the vibe yeah yeah. And that got you banned from Twitter? What the fuck? It's really easy to get banned on Twitter at this point. So is is Twitter uh, supportive of this uh, bill? Supportive of this Chinese government? Is it owned mm-hmm. by Tencent? I don't think they have a statement on that yet. I don't know if they will. Jack, yeah. where is Twitter from? America. Oh, is it owned by a Chinese company? No, it's owned by a white person's company. So what was their question? <laughs> My question is, do they support CCP? I mean, who supports? What do you mean Twitter? Twitter. Twitter. The company. Does the company support Twitter support? I don't know if they have a stance on that. I don't think they need to put a stance on it because it's not an American issue. To be honest, it shouldn't even matter because they can't even use Twitter in, in China. Can. Cannot. Can. They have their own Twitter. They have their own Chinese they Twitter. Can, they can use... Chinese officials have Twitter accounts. Really? Twitter's not, Twitter's not banned yes. in China? Twitter normal is, citizens, I'm talking about. Oh, normal citizens can also go on it. Well, VPN, but I'm saying, like, if they don't have VPN, they can't get on it. I'm very uh, suspicious of whether or not they will actually be in trouble for using Twitter through VPN. If they're like not like going against what see the like Chinese government are saying, like if they support Chinese government, I see no reason for them to like go after them. Yeah, if you're just a guy in China using a VPN to watch, I don't know how I met your mother. I, I, I unless that show is now on a blacklist, I, I don't think they'll be they'll be yeah. in trouble. Sure. Uh, Kyle, so Twitter, Twitter isn't banned. It's more like you, you using VPN is kind of banned because there's a whole great firewall thing. But Twitter itself isn't really technically banned. Well, if if you're in China and you type Twitter.com, it would be blocked, or would it not be? 
will be blocked. Okay, but then there's there's ways to get around it, is what you're trying to say. So, Kyle, how do you think this national security law ties in with with these Twitter? I know you mentioned a lot of people maybe even closed their accounts, deleted old tweets, privatized them. This definitely, this law definitely does do what China wants, which is slow the momentum of the protest, doesn't it? It definitely did, because uh, and before like the law kind of became what it is, or like uh, be in fact, a lot of like the pro democracy camps in Hong Kong, a lot of their leaders quit, and like a lot of those groups disbanded because they knew the bill was coming. This law was coming, right? It's fucked. Uh, oh yeah. Kyle, one more thing. How do you think this law will affect 2047? From this yeah. point on to 2047, is it basically 2047 already? A lot of people feel like that. And my so, follow-up yeah. question is, how would, do you think, how would this affect you know, us Cantonese people? I, I don't get your question. What do you mean? Do you think they'll start implementing more laws after this? That's what my question is. And basically do a do like a rule takeover of HK. I don't, I don't know. Are you this scared point, for your people? I mean, scared for my people. How do you mean more like? I'm, I'm trying to be broad here, man, so you can answer easily. <laughs> you got to be more specific because you, if you is like, I don't know what answer you're trying to get from me or like you're asking specifically. All right, all right, all right. How how do you think this will affect their economy? How how will this affect the the Cantonese language? How would this affect? Okay, to, to, to start with economy, because of the law in place, America has already banned the sale of like military uh, weapons and stuff to Hong Kong. There's that. And also like they're trying to figure out whether uh, they're going to put sanction on like businesses that deals with um, China, Hong Kong. So there's that too. Economy will be hurt for sure and given like how the security law is so broad and that anyone from anywhere could be affected so that could affect tourism when tourism comes back right i i don't know if i want to go to hong kong if they know um diu pod 40 exist uh, and then in terms of cantonese i feel like i don't care about that right now all right that shouldn't be the main thing when people can really be supportive of just Hong Kong being Hong and being anti-China could be taken, uh, sent to uh, concentration camps, concentration got get jail sent to mainland, find them guilty. They don't have to be trialed fairly. Could have a possibility of minimum, minimum, minimum sentences either from three-year, 10-year, or even life sentences. So that that is concerning because right now, law doesn't really provide really specific points of like who will get uh, affected and who is uh, at risk. They made it this way so that they could decide what they want to do and how they want to do it. And it's the nice. whole thing of like secret police, that's the thing too. That's how, that's how ruthless... The Beijing government is. It's also vague in a sense where you can they they set themselves up for a case to case situation. Like, all right, for this case, this we feel like it's this way. We can make it go this way. But then you know, if it's for for another case, they can say, well, you know, it's 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 vague enough 
and gray enough where it can be twisted, I feel, so that it can be manipulated for purposes such as suppressing suppressing the, the protest and stuff. Also, I would say, you know, at this point, lawyers are useless. Yeah. If you can be sent to the Supreme Court in China, then who, who knows? I mean, it's, it's not, it's already it like, might not be a fair, it might not, it's probably not going to be a fair. It's already like case. the rule of law doesn't really exist with this law. You get sent to kangaroo court. Yeah. You're already, you're already in jail. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, this is intense. Like there's, there's no more human rights in HK. That's what basically. a lot of people are saying. A lot of a lot of newspapers are saying that as well. Um, this is this is is this the end of of a democratic of of a free Hong Kong? It very well could be. If you think about years of protesting and how this law can essentially shut it all down, it's it's wild to think. Like, do you think by you know this is enacted July first, right? So. Technically, it's already it's already in. Truly, it wasn't enact. It wasn't enacted on July first. Oh, when is it? It was enacted Monday. Thirtieth, June thirtieth at eleven p.m. They released the law for people to know the details at eleven p.m. After. And then now it's so. Is it now in effect? Yeah, it's in effect. Essentially, what they did is like, people knew the law was coming, but no one in Hong Kong knew what was inside the law. Once it was passed, there was still no notice of what was inside the law, in, inside the law, like the articles. And then finally at night at 11 o'clock, they released the full law and the articles and let people see. But by the time people see it, the laws in within it, that security act is already uh, like in implemented, action. meaning enacted. You're reading it, but have already committed a crime that you don't know you have. You read it at eleven ten, but you decided to be like, but you didn't know that you broke a law because you didn't you didn't realize it would be enacted at eleven o'clock already. Yeah, that and you day. don't even know what's in it. Like, what the fuck? Right? Like they, they send out the text of like what what it actually means to be a criminal. Maybe at eleven o one, you send out a tweet, and yeah. there you go. Is it mm-hmm. retroactive? Do you think like if? If you send out a, I'm just, I'm just going back to the Twitter example. If you send out a tweet at, you know, 10:59 p.m. before it was enacted, are are they able to? I wonder if they're able to go back in time and see that. Uh, I guess that's another area that which we don't know yet, right? I think based on what they had released in terms of the like the articles and stuff, it didn't say anything about retroactive stuff. But they didn't like kind of flat out say no, it won't be retroactive. So. It could always be where, like they say, we didn't say it. Uh, we weren't gonna retroact, so therefore, if we retroact stuff, um, they can pick and choose. Still within, they can pick yeah. and choose the scenarios. If like that's why people are deleting tweets or like kind of purging their own accounts or like group chats and stuff. Man, wow. it's scary right now, dude. Okay, <sighs> I mean, if we're talking about the season finale of DIU Podcast Season Two, DIU Pod Season Two. I, I don't see how we can talk fucking are we break are we criminals now in the eyes of China by talking negatively about this law same goes for every newspaper which condemned this every every article which said this was a controversial are are we just all criminals now um I think um a lot of what I've seen is like uh people are somewhat are overreacting. I'm sure 
you only have one follower on Twitter and you tweet anti-China thing, I don't think they're going to go after you regardless of where you're from. Right. At but least they initially, could. it's going to be good. But initially, it will be where you're going to hit the, like, the heavy hitters, like the politicians, the activists, and like people with credible, uh, reputable following, or like journalists, analysts, all that stuff. Or like any kind of uh, foreign business people that are like involved in Hong Kong or China, where like they're doing businesses where they want to target them, then those would be the people that are going to be affected first. But in general, if you're just normal person with no real big voice, I don't think is that scary. Just that right. you have a sense of knowing that anything and whatever thing could happen can happen, and causes a lot of people to be like thinking like a self-censor or should I be more careful what I say? How should I move basically like, when I'm China. out? Basically China. Be- well, basically that's, that's China. how it starts. That's how it starts. You censor yourself because of fear or because of whatever. And then by, let's say by 2047, the people of Hong Kong are already used to this. It's like self-censoring. And then in that case, when 2047 does come around, it's everything's normalized already. Yeah, it's possible. That's scary, man. That's how China wins, man. And the next thing you know, it's an elimination of Cantonese. I think that's it. Uh, oh, oh. Kyle, is there anything else you want to add to this to this issue? I know. Well, speaking of elimination of Cantonese, I think Jack, you have your duty as the Cantonese ambassador. Do we have a Cantonese corner for episode forty? Yep, I have uh, five terms. Uh, the first one is. Uh, well, on fight. So, national security law. Thanks, thanks, Kyle. National security is law is is well, well on fight. Can you break that down? Guo is country, right? On is like normal. I don't know if I can English. Safety. Normal. Safety. Safety. No, I miss, oh, safety. On on tune. And then national safety law, which yeah, it's a, have, it's a direct uh, translation. And then I have uh fat pew. Fat pew, you know what fat pew is? What's that? A law ticket? No, not a law ticket. Just a ticket. Pew. Sorry? Fat pew. Yeah. A ticket. Yes. Like a ticket for when you broke the law. Or speeding. I was I wasn't thinking of breaking the law. I was thinking of more of like a ticket, you know what I mean? Like a speeding ticket. Ticket, that's ticket still is so broad though. It could be movie ticket, right? No, that's, that's Yeah, when you said idea. like a ticket, I'm gonna think like, okay, a movie ticket. <laughs> okay, 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 sorry. Oh, no, movie go, ticket go, is go. something else. Uh okay, that's fat pew. And then next one is two chop. Two chop. That means speeding. Two chop mm-hmm. means speeding. And then next one is Sip Junke, a camera. Sip Junke, okay. And then yeah. So Hot, math. So Hot. All right. Could you repeat the words one more time for the listeners for a recap? Gua on fat, fat pew, tiu chok, Sip Junke, So Hot. That's it, man. That's it. All right, let's wrap up the show. 
Thank you for all the listeners who's who've been sticking around for DIU podcast from from its early days in in Jack's studio to now where we're 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 basically criminals. It's it's potentially we're this is the evolution of the show. Holy shit! I saying it now. I I, I can't. I still can't believe it. We've been through a lot. Ninety eight episodes. We'll be back in three weeks. We're taking a three week break. Jack and I, we need to think of what to do for the big hundo, right? The big what? Sorry? The big hundo. What, what's hundo? We're in episode no, 98 now. 100. Oh, 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 oh Get 100. Get with the times, Jack. Jesus Christ. Dude, I'm boomer. We've been through this. A hundo. I'm pretty boomer. I'm, I'm pretty boomer, bro. I'm a boomer. DIU pod 42. That's the 100th canonized episode. I don't know. Stick that's going to be in five weeks, too. I guess. That's going to be in five weeks. Yeah, that's going to be an intense episode, man. The big 100. Look forward to that, yeah. But for now, we are taking our three-week break. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a comment on the website. That's www.diupod.com. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast. What else? All our social media. Facebook. Facebook, Twitter, DIU Podcast. Email. Send us an email for the big 100. DIU podcast at gmail.com. Or, or even our opening episode. Doesn't need to be the 100. Yeah, yeah. If you want to come on the 99, that's good too. Come on the big 99. DIU podcast at gmail.com. Uh, it's going to be intense. It's going to be fun. We're going we're gonna to talk a lot of interesting stuff. But alas, we do have to take three weeks off the show. And we will see you after the break. One more thing, as much as I'm a retired love guru, I still want those, you know, love letters, you know, love questions, love inquiries to be emailed to us. I would love to assist those people in need. Jack's doing God's work, Cantonese ambassador, love guru, emails, send them in, do it up. Thank you for listening and tune next time on DIU Podcasts.